0: It's time for the Steve and Kyle podcast with Kyle.
2: You know, they bulldoze all the local people out of the way for their big hotshot, big city ideas and ideals, and while Johnny the Ducks flipping hash rounds at the local diner. I just don't understand where you can I
1: find it hard to listen to you sometimes. And Steve. The only original family left on the block.
2: Okay, because as we talked about, they've all either died or had enough of your <laughs> and moved away.
1: Look, it's hard to say.
2: One federal boob inspector crock-wearing sweat-panted idiot putting up an antenna on a Sunday was enough.
0: Now, here they are, two guys who are living in style, Steve and Kyle.
1: Melissa Vaughn, folks. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I'm going to get this right out of the way. It is Saturday, September 19th, 2021, the year of our Lord, the Steve and Kyle podcast. This is a weird one, or at least this, uh, the last 55 minutes or so.
2: Yeah, you here this, ready to roll?
1: We've been here, like I had everything set up, ready to go. You could have walked in, we could have just hit record and started recording within a minute of you getting here, but...
2: We could be wrapping up, right
1: now. We, we could be could playing
2: be, the... We could, I'm... You wanna just hit the outro music? You want, you want me to do
1: it? I'll do it. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, we had some discussion, some debate, no, nah, well, not, not really debate, I think that... What we were talking about, we're both, uh, for the most part, 100 percent on the same same team.
2: Yeah, you know, every same now side. and again, it's uh, it's important to not just sit down and get right to work. I think, right? You yeah, know, we, you got you got to chat. Yeah, it's been
1: what a week since we've
2: right since we've chatted. We got to right. do that, right? So we uh, we properly pissed away 55 <laughs> minutes of time. Well, it
1: was. It's somebody that uh we both care for sure close to well closer to one of us than the other obviously uh for sure. you know if you knew the actual relationship um somebody who is not feeling well yeah, yeah. little vaccine hesitant i think and uh look if, if if you're if if you've made it this far and you don't know that uh Kyle and I are both vaccinated and both pro vaccination yeah um hey
2: surprise <laughs> Yeah. Hey. Li- li- enough already. <laughs> uh, I don't even think we've made bones about it. No. No, no bones. I, th- I think. Uh, look, uh, there are people that. Um, Where does that?
1: No bones about it. Where does that come from? Maybe put that on the poll with a yes or no answer.
2: Well, was there ever a bone at stake? Uh, like hey, no
1: bone about it. About it origin. Because okay, the expression comes from the 15th century England. If somebody wanted to show that they were dis- dissatisfied with something, they would find bones in it, a reference to finding bones in soup, which was not a pleasant discovery. Therefore, finding bones was bad, and no bones was good.
2: Huh? I can't imagine anything worse than a spoonful of bones, tomato soup. Well, as you're going, I don't
1: know if it would have been tomato. Well,
2: you get a tomato bone in there.
1: (laughs) That's a good point. I feel silly.
2: You know, a big spoonful of chicken noodle.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
2: You lift it up. Now, are you a full spoon in the mouth? I mean, I get it's different if you're going to have meat like a chicken and a chicken noodle soup. Yeah. Are you a open mouth? like biter. Not biter, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. take the whole spoon in your mouth. Or, or are you a
1: Oh no 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 a slurper of no. the soup? Slurpers are garbage.
2: Slurpers Slurpers park
1: their car on yes. the front lawn of their house.
2: Yes. And they have uh they willy nilly whiteboard cleaners as yeah. well. All We're right, talking. so put
1: that on the poll. When it comes to soup, are you a are you
2: a gulper or I'm slurper? Gonna, I'm not even gonna say when it comes to soup. Oh, good point. Are you yeah. a gulper or a slurper? <laughs>
1: And then a fo- the poll. follow-up poll um, are slurpers, front yard parkers. Are yeah. all slurpers, front yard parkers?
2: I think slurping is so self-indulgent. Like, the only reason I, the excuse people would give if they're slurpers are because it's hot. And my contention to that would be, blow on it, you invalid. Let it cool, cool, it cool a it bit. Down. <laughs>
1: Throw an ice cube in it.
2: Like, there's plenty other options other than Ugh. making yourself central to everybody's attention as you even
1: just hearing you do that. You know, I really feel like in the in the last few weeks we found a lot of common ground between the two of us. Right, right. I think we're I think I Are we more alike than different at this point? Has the has have the tides
2: changed? I don't want to take credit, but I think I'm making you a little bit more angry. A little bit less I mean, I don't know. I feel, I feel carefree. What, what, what do you think? A year ago, do you think you would have cared about Slurp Soup?
1: Oh, I would have cared. Okay. I would right. have cared. So maybe yeah. it's
2: been there all along and we're now just, yeah. we're now finally five years into Look, this charade. This,
1: this friendship, it's, it's like an onion and we're just slowly peeling back the layers. These are, these are uh, thoughts and emotions and feelings I've never, I've never presented to the real world.
2: Everybody knows. You don't break the soup wall of friendship until you get to ten years.
1: Yeah, maybe put that on the poll.
2: Do you have to wait for ten years to break the soup wall of friendship? Yeah, yeah. I think. By the way, I need to give. I need to get this out of the way. Thank you for mentioning that, Steve. A public apology. Two. we uh, last week had an extensive discussion. This is the second time it's come up, or, or multiple times. By, by the way, up. we're going
1: to get back to what we were.
2: Yeah, yeah. We started. Maybe. Yeah. We'll we'll digress a bit. You put me on the spot again about. How many friends I've made. (laughs) I
1: saw that there was um, swift reaction to this from a a mutual
2: friend of ours. And I was incorrect. Yeah. Uh, I had told you, listen, I'm not excusing what I did.
1: I was simply asking if I was the most recent new friend that you had. And we've known each other 11, nearly 12 years at this point.
2: And I'm not excusing myself. Mm -hmm. I'm just putting it in context here. Yeah. It's on the spot we've talked about this extensively and I, I, I honestly don't know if people believe us or not Steve when I say that we plan literally nothing Nothing. the only thing we'll occasionally try to plan is if we are going to do a fast five yeah which then inevitably gets blown out because we talk too long sure. about soup
1: it's rare like rarely we will we'll text during the week and I'll say oh wait until you hear what I have to tell you about on Saturday or Sunday when we record yeah But even that, most of the time, if I have something I want to bring up, I just make a note of it and I don't tell you about it because I don't want I want to I want to present it to you and get the the truest reaction.
2: Yeah. And all of that to say, I didn't know that was coming. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's a lot of on the spot and you're you're trying to think. And I don't know that many people. So in hindsight, this is it it is my fault. I'm willing to take ownership. So uh, to. My dear friend, the town drunk Rusty, mm. I owe an apology. Who, before softball, whenever it was—five years ago, four years ago, now? Mm-hmm. No, I was four, four years, years ago. Years Twenty seventeen years yeah. is when I uh, busted my leg. Got your boo boo. Got the uh, got the leg boo boo. <laughs> uh, four years ago now, and I I left softball with a friendship with Rusty.
1: So you did you not know Rusty beforehand? Never met him oh, before really? in my life. I thought that you had known him. Before, like through other people, or
2: nope. yeah, all right. And I missed in mentioning Rusty. We've yeah. gone to movies, we I, I see him, we talk. That's my I, I can only apologize, no doubt,
1: booze together
2: to my friend Rusty. Um, hopefully, he's in a state where he can hear this and understand it and not falling over drunk. Uh, it's a joke, by the way. So I just want everybody to know Rusty no. actually doesn't drink. Not drink at all,
1: or is that the joke?
2: Multiple <laughs> layers, you may never know. Um, uh, so I I wanted to publicly apologize. He did, to, he, to he was
1: uh, he was disappointed. I saw on he Twitter. was very
2: hurt, and I don't blame him. You know, that I mean, him and I had probably texted within 24 hours of me saying that remark on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it only reflects poorly on me. Mm-hmm. I totally understand. I'm willing to sit here uh, in front of the crowd and have the tomatoes thrown at me. <laughs>
1: My uh, my friendship with Rusty is now, uh, me sending him pictures of things that I painted well just to get his approval.
2: Hey, do you put on it on the bottom like hey I took money out of your pocket I painted this on my own.
1: <laughs> like I was uh we had painted our laundry room a couple weeks ago yeah and um, the last thing I had to do I had just been I had forgotten to do it when I was doing the rest of like the trim work yeah is I needed to put two two lines of caulk alongside of a cabinet and I did it and it came out perfect. Oh, and that's difficult to do. Like I never do that. Well, you nailed it. I nailed it. And I took a picture of him and sent it to him. I was like, huh? Huh? How do you like them apples? And he said, pretty good. I'd hire you. I was like, cool. So you got another, talk to you next time. I'm painting
2: another side gig for you. If yeah, you yeah. if You're looking for, uh, you're work. looking for a pro caulker. Yeah. Boy, there's nothing that sounds worse to do on the side to me. Oh, no. Terrible. Than painting. like I People it, who do it, all the power to you because I don't have the patience. Yeah. I don't have the detail. I mean. I've, see, I've watched Rusty because Rusty painted. He's painted a bunch of stuff here
1: at yeah. our house. And I think he just kind of gets into this like Zen state of mind. Yeah. Like remember the movie Office Space where the, the neighbor. Or, um, or Ron Livingston, who plays like the, the main character. Yes. He went to like the psychiatrist and he just wanted the guy to like zonk him out so he could go to work and just think he was on the beach all day or yeah. think he was golfing all day. I think that's what Rusty does. He yeah. just kind of like
2: – Goes to his happy place. Yeah,
1: like he opens up the cans of paint or shakes him up, opens up the can of paint, grabs his brush, and then he just kind of like – does the mental thing where his eyes roll back in his head and he's like, all right, I'm on the beach now. And then just paints like a
2: freaking robot. I just feel like walking into whether it's a house or a room or wherever and seeing all of the preliminary work that people Mm -hmm. have to do, whether it's tarping or taping and all of this and filling all the
1: holes from like where the kids toys ran into the wall.
2: I think my very first project I would turn around and leave.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. That feels so daunting. I'd quit, yeah.
2: I mean, because you and Annette were painters, not, you know what I mean, self-painters, right? Like, for years, at your your first house and at the first home you shared, if you guys wanted to paint the living room, you guys would paint
1: it. Do you remember the the project that Annette and I did where we converted her basement to, like, a master bedroom. Yeah,
2: you had to install a, a special type of window and, and I drywall did, yes.
1: and insulation, and then we painted the whole thing. And everybody oh, remembers
2: God. because that's the drywall that made your the then, dry, yeah then uh, girlfriend yeah, which is your fiance at that point. Not sure. even then yeah. girlfriend uh, cry.
1: Yeah, we call it the drywall of tears. That's right.
2: Somewhere, <laughs> legend has it, if you're in that basement and the wind blows <laughs> just right. You're a faint weeping in the distance. <laughs> the drywall starts dripping. It's like the least <laughs> horror type of crying ever. Right,
1: wait, so I have to be in the basement and the wind oh, has to blow yeah, yeah. outside or inside? That's how you hear. Uh, That's how you hear the drywall the cry. The
2: cries of the spirits <laughs> of the alive person who right, now yeah. lives like five miles away. Uh huh. Yeah. That's, everybody knows. This, Steve. <laughs> but and I'll put that on the well does the wind have to be just right to hear the cries of the spirits of the dry wall but we, we digress. digress
1: we started off talking about uh somebody who's very near and dear to us who is not feeling well i'm assuming that this person probably doesn't want to be revealed or outed
2: we don't have to yeah we don't have um, to we don't have to name names or anything it's uh, could be male
1: could be female could be somebody uh you know i know we both know
2: right. a an acquaintance of ours um yeah, tested positive for COVID, which is, for me anyway, now, now now, you work in a place where you had a couple of uh, yeah. your co-workers, a couple of the yeah, monkeys. Yeah, three of them. Which I've heard about that actually recently. I think the uh, National Zoo also had some other monkeys. I saw that. Test positive. Yep. So you're not alone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all, all of the chimps
1: <laughs> have COVID.
2: I mean, they. you know what they say, they can't keep their hands to themselves. Spreading that back and yeah. forth while they pick fleas and... Fling poop.
1: Yep. So yeah, this person has tested positive. Yeah. Now it was a a home test, which I've kind of read mixed reviews on the accuracy of them. Right, and, and I think
2: that's why they probably sell them in two packs, right? Yeah, I think I think they do. I haven't taken it at home yeah. one because they're somewhat in well, the s- fifty to sixty yeah. percent of like of of probability. Yeah, because right?
1: I saw that the I had to I got tested on Friday because
2: yeah. um, not feeling well.
1: Yeah, Annette and I both woke up with sore throats. I didn't know about it until I didn't know she had a sore throat too until I was yeah. already at work. And because uh, for me, I woke up and I was like, "Oh man, allergies." We slept with the windows open, so I thought maybe okay. I just
2: it's such a weird time of year, yeah. at least in in where we live and, yeah. and in in Michigan. And I, I I've never lived outside of Michigan, so I don't know if hey allergy season in yeah. Florida is that a thing,
1: right? Same thing happened to me last year though, but I I had gotten to work on Friday morning. Annette was up super early and sent me a text and she was like, Hey, just so you know, I woke up with a sore throat and I was like, crap, I did too. So what are the chances that we're both going to have allergies with the same symptoms at the exact same time? So, uh, better safe than sorry. I left work. I had, I was in the studio for maybe three minutes. I was in there long enough to open up my computer and turn it on. Um, Told my coworkers, hey, this happened. They were like,
2: all right, just work from home today. So did I, you have to have uh, Jane Goodall pass that message <laughs> on? or
1: Yeah, she um, she communicated in a series of grunts and clicks. Used a sign language developed with Coco
2: 30 years ago. The gorilla.
1: <laughs> so I came home, uh, did, did all of my work from right here, right in the basement, which is fantastic, by the way. I sat over on the couch. It was like
2: the... Uh rental check. Committed. No,
1: I was over on that side of the room. The the uh studio space technically only goes from uh the end of the table to about a foot behind you. Right.
2: Well, I mean, they still us for the last time, but well, <laughs> our,
1: we'll collect- our our day is coming. We might um, be
2: in the black for 1 month.
1: So after the show, yeah. I was done by, you know, show's over 10:15, mm-hmm. I'm done my work and uh done by 10:18. Yeah, pretty much. Especially, really- especially if I'm not in the studio. Yeah,
2: that was a joke. I apologize <laughs> no. because you know the joke would be minimizing what you actually do. Right, right. Saying you're done three minutes when the show goes off yeah. air, but well, no, usually I mean- you have. I mean, people don't realize, Steve. That uh, honestly, typically after the show, and I'm sorry, I have a squeaky chair. Today, That's all right. Um, typically after the show, you're doing. You're still posting some of the podcasts. Mm-hmm. You're still doing website stuff. You're doing, yeah, you're doing all this prep, rate. prep for tomorrow. You're, you're not hearing the wacky zoo crew promote tomorrow's show by magic. That, Somebody has um, to put those together. It
1: is a big misconception that the only work that we do is yeah. when the microphones are on. Right. Surprisingly, there is some other work involved.
2: Right. You're not hearing, you know, in the middle of Pennsylvania, free beer plug, Bill's car lot. Right. By happenstance. He right. has to record that. And then yeah, uh, it's going to be edited, produced, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, pawned but off look, on poor Steve uh, yeah, to I'm make not,
1: him sound legible. I'm not sitting here saying that what I do is the most difficult job in the world.
2: Uh, you have in the past, though, I believe you. Wow. Oh, uh, you compared yourself down, to look, World look, War One some, veterans. Sometimes,
1: sometimes I'm down in the trenches.
2: Physical trenches. Physical Steve trenches. Is what Steve <laughs> compared himself to not that uh, long ago either.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. So anyway, so, you, you were done. So we finish up. Um, I immediately went online and found a um, a testing place yeah. 20 minutes from here. Annette and I both went over, got tested at 1130. Ponied up? Zero. Oh, Yo, yours was in Zero dollars because it was the PCR testing. Yeah. But the, this was a place that said PCR testing results in 24 hours. Yeah. Cool. Both got tested. By Saturday morning, we had our um, our negative results. So, uh, this this person that we both know, this mutual acquaintance of ours, uh, is not vaccinated, correct? Correct. Has tested a home test positive.
2: Yeah, I believe that's what we determined, right?
1: And then reached out to one of us saying, do you think I should get a uh, an actual test? Yeah. To which, of course, we both said yes. Right. I pulled up I pulled up the link of the place that I went to. Sure. They do have the rapid test available. I went through and filled out all of my information as if I was going to get tested again. Yes. And they have appointments available within 10 minutes of right now of when yes. we're speaking through the rest of the day. So we forwarded this along to that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were still hesitant because... Of the $79 charge yep. to get a rapid test where you have results in 15 minutes, as little as 15 minutes. Yeah, like
2: by the time you're probably home, you have a message telling you yeah. how that test shook out. Here, the, those are becoming a little more difficult to find.
0: Yeah. The,
2: the rapid in terms of quick avail. One, they're a little bit not exclusive is the term, but they're, they're not as commonplace as mm. just the general. PCR test, right? So when I searched for a drugstore in the area, just thinking maybe that one of the, the nearest one in Grand, we're in West Michigan, was Virginia, yeah, that had them available today. So it seems like if you want that rapid, you a need an appointment for probably one to two days in advance, or b are going to need to pay for it. Pay for it. Yeah. So 80, the, 80 bucks. Again, but we're at 80 the, bucks. We're at the point now where the difference is hours. We're yeah. not waiting five to seven business days like it sure. was at the start sure. at the height of testing.
1: Yeah. So if this person wanted to um, now, I'm assuming that they would have to be at work tomorrow, Monday. Uh, if they wanted to, they could go and get tested. Uh, they They could get tested right now. Have yeah. test results back probably around the time that they would have to report to work tomorrow morning. Yeah um if they if they just don't feel like paying the 80 bucks
2: right you could go get a yeah. even if you went you you could go to two different places mm-hmm. and get different same company but two different PCR tests you're mm-hmm. probably still going to have one back early morning yeah. uh, or midday tomorrow yeah. at the latest so um I, at this point i think there's very few reasons to not get a test day up
1: i don't yeah i don't understand
2: i mean it's one thing if you we're efforting, right? Yeah. We're efforting to try to make this individual right. go. Uh, yeah. Anyway, any, think... today, no reason to wait is the implication, right? Sure. Like, yeah. Even if you already have an appointment for somewhere else the next day, and, and I'm not saying this to anybody in particular, I'm saying this to literally the world. Yeah. If you're feeling symptoms today, um, there's drive up. There's drive through. But there's here Toby trying, trying, to, trying, to get him, yeah. trying to get himself on the podcast today. That's, that's my buddy. Uh, <laughs> there are... Go today and make an appointment tomorrow. Right. Get a drive through. one. Well, they're, yeah. they're everywhere. And nowadays there's typically it's there's no wait. You're not going to wait in this no. long line at a football stadium parking lot like yeah. it was eight months ago.
1: Yeah. It's uh please go do it. Yeah, it's weird. Like I, I I guess I um well, I struggle to say I understand if you're vaccine hesitant because I don't really understand that. Um but if at this point you already have a one test back saying that you're positive. Yeah. Get another one at this point. Like, all right, let's, you need to do something about it. Yeah. I mean, at least think of the people that you interact with that you're going to encounter over the next couple of days. Right. You know, maybe don't just think about you and what you believe and what right. your thoughts are. Right. Cause other people like we, I, I think we kind of have to, you know, Maybe this is a year and a half too late, but maybe think of other people, too, other than just yourself.
2: Listen, folks, the gloves are off. Okay, I I made this reference and I'm not saying I came up with this terminology. It was a few months ago on this podcast there where I said it seems like we got to 50 percent by choice. Mm -hmm. We're going to get to 70 and above by force. Mm -hmm. Um, At this point. I would love to have an open dialogue with anybody who is vaccine resistant vaccine hesitant however you want to refer to it
1: yeah now obviously we get it if you're uh if there is a specific medical condition that would
2: keep you i believe those are so remarkably rare yeah that when i searched for this a while ago you know reason conditions to not get the vaccine are so very limited sure
1: but not not out of the question that somebody that that is listening has and obviously if you'd you know you don't want to reveal personal Medical information, yeah. I get that totally fine. Um, but yeah, but we've... I think that in that case, the people that uh, that are um, medically unable to get the vaccine, I think that they, I, I would like to think that they are the ones that are still doing their part and like socially distancing, wearing masks, maybe just not going out at all. Like I know that there are people that just have not been outside in a year and a half,
2: right? But which after a while, I l- listen, I, I appreciate the due diligence, but after a while. I'm not saying we have to get back to normal because that's, I hate that idea. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like it's normal. It's not, it's not normal. That's important to remember. You shouldn't have to continue to lock and hide yourself away. Right. Entirely. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I'm not saying go rush out to a 80,000 seat football stadium or a 20,000 seat uh, concert venue. No, I had a concert rescheduled from COVID that was supposed that was rescheduled twice to August of this year. I had every intention of going to that, Steve. I'm mm-hmm. vaccinated. Yeah, and it's at a local uh, local venue. And then that week before, it started going a little bit cuckoo again yeah. in terms of case numbers and all of this stuff. And I got so fearful. Didn't go. Yeah, just. Dumped my tickets, didn't go, you know, 90 bucks out the window. I don't care. Yeah. that That's not worth it to me. And I saw pictures from it and I said, I would not have been comfortable there. No. I no. Would, and, and, and this is coming from somebody who went to Orlando, Florida, uh, less than two weeks ago to a theme park. Mm-hmm. And I felt better there than I would yeah. have at a concert venue. So, um, yeah, I... I would, st- I would love to have an open dialogue, Steve, with somebody here on the podcast. Well,
1: it sounds like we have that person.
2: No, I, I don't think there's a hesitance there. Hmm. I think there's a difference. And
1: do you think? What do you think? Is I think
2: it's vaccine laziness. Hmm. Now, granted, I don't know if there's, I don't know the percentage of people that are that way, but my interpretation from our conversations with this person have been. Um, just not. Just like a, ah, yeah, we'll, we'll eventually do it. Yeah. And this is weird because there was a similar thing. Bryson DeChambeau, who is a uh, very popular golfer, well, popular and hated, but. And he came out, they asked, because it seems like that's the new thing, right? Is ask every athlete, if you have a press conference, ask right. them if they got a vaccine. And whether that's right or wrong, I'm not here to. I don't, I don't care. I, I don't think it's necessary because. It's just you're just stoking a fire. Yeah. Um, the second you say it's a personal choice, everybody knows you didn't get it, mm-hmm. and now you're. Uh, yeah, or you, or you decline, or you
1: just decline to answer. That's yeah. Yeah. everybody
2: yeah. knows the answer. But he came out and said, "I'm safe." You know, I don't want to take one for someone else from somebody else who needs it more. Man, there's millions. There's yeah. this is being there's, thrown out. There's like, enough to go around. So there's We're no right. real incentive. So for my money, that's an excuse for being either one: he really doesn't want it, or it's lazy. So, yeah. I um. Yeah, I'd le- I I don't know. I, I would like to talk to somebody here who's, I don't want it. I don't trust it. I don't think it's necessary. It doesn't work, whatever. Mm. Because I'd like to pick a brain and just understand why. Um, I think all the talking points have been disproven. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, well, what about those six people who had blood clots? Yeah, I mean, six out of the, you know, hundreds of millions. Some stuff happens. Sure. So. Yeah. Um, I'm
1: sure that I'm sure you could find somebody who died of a paper cut too. Yeah. I mean,
2: so uh just please if you're to like symptomatic gonna be and if you haven't gotten the vaccine, please just go do it. For yeah. Crying out loud. I mean, we're a tiny tiny voice in a large large yelling room yeah. of back and forth about something that is uh, I just I don't
1: buy the laziness thing because it like I said the other day by at 10:30 I had found our appointments, yeah. and by 11.45, we were on our way home. And that's it. That's We walked in. They said name. said this. They said, what's your confirmation number from the email they sent us? I showed it to them on my yeah. phone. We walked right back into the room. We both got our test done at the same time. We were out of there. It, we were inside that building in and out. maybe four minutes. Oh. Like, you'd be... You'd wait longer at Starbucks for your order. So I don't, I, I I don't know this person's particular circumstances, but I don't buy the laziness excuse.
2: We're at, we're at the point now too where you're pretty much walking to a grocery store and there's a pharmacist, uh, sure. shaking a shot at you from the distance. Yeah. Like, hey, want one? Come
1: like on, throwing over. throwing them at you like yeah, darts. Like darts. Oh, from- do you
2: think we'll get to that
1: point? Or they'll have like those tranquilizer guns?
2: Just from a distance, like, hey, I don't know, you think they're vaccinated? No, no, pray not. Give them
1: a, <laughs> like a blow dart,
2: <laughs> just from a distance. And then you know the turnaround of the pharmacist, like looking at the shelf, <laughs> yeah. just doing oh, just uh other.
1: just sorting the sorting the pills.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I mean, that, it, we were talking that the whole point of this is that that this is what delayed us for about an hour here this morning mm-hmm. we were. Yeah, about this virus. is essentially
1: the second time we've had this conversation. Yeah, One yeah. time, the first time it just wasn't being recorded.
2: Yeah, so we uh, just discussed the goings-on, and that's what delayed us. And Yeah, I, closest it's been in terms of, uh, well, sec- second or third closest it's been in terms of me um, in contact, which honestly, that's yeah. insanely lucky compared to a lot of others, so... Please go get vaccinated. Please get tested. If you're feeling symptomatic or if you've been in contact with someone who uh, is symptomatic, please, please do your due diligence. That's all I'm asking.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. Like Um, we said, maybe think of somebody else for once, not just you.
2: Hey, Steve, how how old is Evelyn now? She's going to be two, right? She'll be
1: two the day that this episode comes out. Oh, my God. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you very much. Can't be said enough. So, Thank I'm you sure have, she would, if you said it to her, she would say the same thing.
2: I'm sure she would stare at me and then turn around and walk away without acknowledging <laughs> me, based on history.
1: That is more likely.
2: So I wanted to tell you about a bit of a milestone we had this week in our household.
1: Okay, so your son is, He's, what, about a month shy of yeah, his third birthday?
2: Turns three next month, and... Wife undergoing a bit of a job change by her choice wants to go to. Oh, that is uh, happening. Yes, it's happening. Okay. So I remember leaving. the last,
1: last we talked about it, it was, uh, I think the offer was made. Yeah. Uh,
2: in case you're wondering, nice. the nurse burnout among hospital and emergency room staff is real. Very real. And people are leaving at a large rate because well, of one, the way they're being treated uh, it is not vaccine related, thank goodness. Right. Uh, whatever news story you want to read, the number of nurses quitting their jobs because of a vaccine mandate are, are very few and far between. And I want to make that very known because these are the same nurses who every year line up to get their flu shot. And right. because that's mandatory at nearly yeah. every health facility, maybe to do that.
1: Maybe just say that one more time that your wife is not leaving her yes. job because, yeah, of vac- not
2: leaving because of a vaccine mandate. Not even remotely. She was one of the very first people at that hospital to be, have her appointment scheduled to get the vaccine. Okay, One, because uh, I'm at home too because our son is at home yeah. and she didn't want me to die or my son to right. get sick.
1: Right because your health is pretty terrible.
2: Heart boo boo, you know, just morbidly <laughs> leg, obese. leg
1: boot your leg is hanging on by a what a piece of fishing line they they reattached it with.
2: The hair skipped town a decade ago. <laughs> I, mean, I mean and Once your hair looks at you and goes, "Yeah, time to yeah, get out of dodge."
1: Because baldness is pretty much the precursor to death.
2: I'd rather have cancer. Ooh. That can't be true, right? Would, is that would that be a choice? Like a if I were to choose, like a mild melanoma, or bald.
1: So you so in you this have scenario, a mild you have a mild melanoma, yeah, not, but okay. but flowing yes. thick, flowing locks yeah. like curly, wavy, not just straight like Fabio, oh. but you have like you got a full. Head of hair, like it's difficult to put a brush through it because yeah. it's like, like I'm a man, guy, this is thick.
2: I'm, if I don't go every four weeks, it's a mess. Right? I don't
1: see. I I think that yeah, it's. I mean, it's shoulder okay. length at least, okay. and it's just it does its own thing. I mean, obviously, you drive a convertible just so your hair can yeah. can blow in the wind.
2: I have to tell. You. I, when I, was I, the last
1: time you felt your hair blow in the wind?
2: Had to be like two thousand eight.
1: So Obama had just won the presidency. Probably
2: right when I bought my Pontiac G six. Oh yeah, I felt like a, I felt like a real cool guy. No, nah, obviously, obviously not a
1: convertible, but it, did it have like a sunroof or a moonroof? Or I anything? think it did.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> I want to bring it up, but it was the uh, GTP
1: version. Oh boy, yeah. that's the fast one. You a street
2: racer? Vroom Vroom down the side street. I probably busted the windows open on my way home that day. Yeah. Turned on whatever hit was playing on the radio yep. and thought, this is it.
1: Yeah. It's not felt like, not, uh, not gonna get better like my this. humps or something. but Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. There was probably some black eyed peas. <laughs> I mean, I'm just waiting for that first stoplight. Yeah. Where I can then stop next to a car of... Super hot chicks. Right.
1: Yeah. In a, in like a beetle convertible.
2: (laughs) And as I, uh, properly get myself set up with one arm resting on the wheel. Yeah.
1: Not holding the wheel. And then a lean resting,
2: leaning. Mm -hmm. And then just a, Oh, I didn't see there. (laughs) That's just my
1: humps, you know,
2: but I got to tell you mild melanoma, but I have a head of hair. I think I take that trade. Boy, that's ballsy. What's the uh,
1: survival rate for melanoma?
2: Survival rate, mild, and I think that's how they classify cancers. It's a mild case.
1: Yeah. Uh huh. Ah. Oh,
2: Ninety nine percent for localized. Look at that. Down to two thirds for regional. Does that mean like a whole arm? Like it? Does it go from, you know, one spot? Yeah. And then below the elbow. Oh boy, that's right. You can just. So, lop, so, lop for, that right off. so for localized, I'm happy taking the hair and melanoma because that's okay. 99% five-year relative survival rate. Regional five-year survival rate of 66%.
1: So you're talking, so at that point we're talking whole arm, not just yeah. a spot like the size of a quarter.
2: Yeah. 66% survival. Mm. I think, I think I'm losing the hair. Okay. 66 is too low. That's lower than I thought. All right. The the, the the survival rate would be right. so i we've uh, we've talked about the uh, i also want it to be very clear. i want to get in the front end i do not mean to make light of any cancer let alone melanoma yeah this is just um, a this is, is a, a pure uh, hypothetical so anybody who has suffered loss or um, have melanoma melanoma themselves i know thinks that
1: baldness <laughs> is worse
2: it does come off that way doesn't it
1: uh, yeah hard to hard to spin that any <laughs> other, way. That other way i'm trying
2: to go back Um, three minutes and figure out a way to (laughs) retwist this and there's really no way i came right out with it Um, it's just uh,
1: it's out there it's out there we can go back and edit it we'll talk about we'll discuss that after so if you hear a weird edit hey we're back
2: hey guys
1: (laughs) Uh, kyle Kyle definitely
2: didn't insult everyone there you know what we don't do talk about cancer not on this podcast
1: uh uh no cancer cast have we, we've mm-hmm. talked about it before. I think we've talked about it on the podcast where, uh, like the cost of hair restoration or whatever they want to Prohibitive. call it. Prohibitive. And, but it was, uh, 10 grand, 20 grand, somewhere it in was, there. It, right? it
2: was they, the estimate for me when I sent pictures off to yeah. one of the big, big places that you see on the new on yeah. the commercials, uh, probably five or six years ago now was 13 to $15,000. <laughs>
1: Okay, so you send it off to one of the big places. Is
2: there like a local
1: mom and pop you could go you to? You mean a
2: guy out of an alley who's going to do it? Like well, a, I mean, like his sanitization is a, a bic <laughs> warming up the blade before he goes. <laughs> I think that I know we've
1: joked about it, but I think we should get a fundraiser going.
2: I mean, listen, if it if we were to be to be able to fundraise the, close to the dollar amount for me to get a hair restoration treatment. Now, yeah. this is where they take like thousands of follicles from where you still have hair. So yeah. For me, it'd be like back of the head. Yeah. And it's, there's so many follicles there that they take them, but it's not like you have a patch, a hole on the back yeah. of your head. And then they plant them in your head where you are.
1: Planting grass. Where you're balling. Now, I think that if we, if we were to raise this money though, yeah. you would have to agree to be an open book about this. You'd have to, like we'd take pictures and post them on a weekly basis. No Maybe question. you do a, uh, like the balding blog or something. Yeah, I mean,
2: I don't know what's. It's not like that's the embarrassing part. Mm. The embarrassing part is, hey, I'm super. I'm you know, I'm early thirties. Yeah. I'm I I have a you know, my hair went mid, mid, away. Mid thirties. Why well, yeah, well, people say early? <laughs> I thought we agreed thirty four.
1: Oh, Wait. that's right. Thirty four is where your early thirties start. Because I'm forty. That's I'm, right. I'm, you're in, usually, my, I'm that's in my late thirties. Um, I I think, I, would, I, would I think we could heartbeat. do it. I bet I mean, we could raise fifteen grand
2: for me. There's no shame in that. Like at that point, hey, I, it's something that I, I've known about forever. I've accepted at this point. Yeah. I mean, the hair doesn't. It doesn't just. Hey, I changed my mentality. Come back. Yeah. No, it goes away, and I. It's not. I don't know if it's uh, genetic or just for me or mm. whatever. It is what it is. I keep it super short now, and is I your, wear a hat a lot. Is your dad, his thin hair, but his. What about like your brother. Your brother's not Paul. Full is he? head. Full head of hair. Yeah, my brother got six six, full head of hair. I got five ten, balding. So, no real, even trade off there.
1: So he can dunk, but you got. Oh, uh, well, he can dunk. Actually, no. He's the least athletic person I've ever met.
2: Hey, hey, hey! Now, no.
1: Apologies for being a scoundrel.
2: So, anyway, back to this um, big life event. Now, granted, you're also going through a life change, so that this life event is not going to happen for you guys for years, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be exactly the same. And I'll explain with this job change and not becoming, not being a uh, a nurse that works, you know, three twelve-hour shifts and then has four days off. So
1: she's going to be doing. Monday, Monday through Friday, yeah. 9 to 5 or 8 yeah. to 4 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, the the regular schedule. That's amazing. When does that start?
2: Uh, a couple of weeks. Uh, 3 <sighs> she's weeks. She's got to be nervous.
1: Nervous but excited, I would bet. Nervous that's and a, a, I
2: think it changed. I think once you have 4 days off for as long as she's had yeah. you like that. Yeah. But you're also coming home after two or three 12-hour shifts in a row sometimes and you're you're kind of drained, right? Yeah. So that's going to change a little bit. Uh, you're going to feel a little better coming home from work. Now, mm-hmm. granted, it's more days of work, but you're also not coming home totally exhausted.
1: So. Yeah. Probably not bringing as much home mentally. Yeah.
2: But with that now, we needed to find a daycare. Oh, boy. Because.
1: Because you guys are both working, yeah, working the so old we, grind.
2: We've gotten away with uh, both of our mothers for years. Mm-hmm. For, well, for years, for for almost three years now, in that her schedule would allow... Two to maximum three days a week, where we would need someone to watch, read. Yeah. And now that it's going to be five days a week, we're going to need somebody to watch, read. I was not comfortable right. having my parent, my mom and her mom, doing it for free. Sure. So,
1: so and, are you? Because uh, he he'll like you said, he'll be three. Yeah. Um, are you going to be? I know a lot of people start with like early threes or three school. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, not. Probably not until
2: next year. Next year at the. And I don't even I don't know how that works. It's probably yeah. something too that me being not fully in the know, we're already behind on somehow. Oh,
1: we feel the same. Yeah, we we have an extra year, and we already feel like, oh man, we're screwed.
2: Yeah, it's like when you find out you're pregnant. If you're not searching for daycares, if you yeah. need them, within the first six weeks, you're already behind schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we started to do a little look for a daycare, and we ended up finding, ended up being a perfect scenario. A person who does it licensed Mm -hmm. in home. Yep. Not a lot of kids.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like the ideal scenario.
2: It's like a football field from our house, Steve. Oh, perfect. I could, I could walk there in, in less than three minutes.
1: No doubt. You know them already because it's one of your neighbors. And I've, there's one thing I know about you. It's that, you know, your neighbors and love them.
2: Still couldn't tell you his name. (laughs) So we visited there.
1: It's the best uh, place to drop your kid off is with somebody whose name you don't even no, know. There's
2: some licenses on the wall. Yeah, place. they got a they got a, a plaque that says, "Yep, I'm legit." It's like a food menu on the fridge. What could go wrong? And visited there one night, and you don't know what to ask because mm-hmm. it, because it's a totally new horizon. We and did. Know, we had and, the same thing when, yeah.
1: when before Evelyn was born. You were looking. We went. Yeah, we went to a couple different places. You have no idea. You're like, so do you? Do you give them food and everything? And yeah. like. How do
2: you make sure they don't die <laughs> Yeah, like you, you, there's, you have no clue? Yeah, there's no set set of no. questions that you have to ask. And so you're kind of it's a bit overwhelming. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know how silly that might sound to people who have brought their children to daycare forever. It's overwhelming. Talking about it. it's
1: It's overwhelming. It's also very emotional. I remember thinking I remember walking into these places and thinking, like, I haven't even met my daughter yet. Yeah, and we're already talking about where you're gonna dump her off, where her we're gonna, house. you know, uh, how you're gonna treat her. Yeah, it
2: was very weird. Yeah, and that's part of the reason I'm bringing this up because we did the one visit, and the way daycare works is you're at their mercy. It doesn't matter. You fall on their knee. You fall on your knees. Do whatever they ask. We didn't need daycare for more than a month at that point. But mm-hmm. again, you have to start looking. Yet when there's an opening, they don't just hold it for free for yeah, a month. You got to pay for it. So you're paying whether they're going or not. So mm-hmm. uh, we decided for those first few weeks, we'll bring him, you know, one day a week, maybe two, mm-hmm. maybe one, and they can pick him up the next time at a half day if Katie's home. She so he's
1: getting up, there at seven thirty eight o'clock in the morning. Eight o'clock.
2: Yep, yep. And then Katie, she can do homework if she needs to for mm-hmm. her uh, for her school that she's doing, and she can go pick him up or leave him there the whole day, see how it goes. So last Monday was the first day that we were going to start this. And I wasn't prepared for how much of a total unmitigated mess I was. Okay.
1: I don't, I, I I can't say that that surprises me because I don't think I'd be any different.
2: And I've admitted on this podcast and I, I, again, when we talk about like, oh, we, you know, I need to be an open book if we're going to get hair restoration. I don't care, man. Mm-hmm. I'm married in my 30s with a kid. I got a bad heart, bad leg, whatever. I'm, a, I'm an open book. You're a real catch. I, right. And I, I've talked about how, you know, I, I cry at movies. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. I don't care. I'm not embarrassed by it. Make fun of me if you'd like. I, this isn't the 60s where I have to be a, a yeah, stone you gotta, wall yeah anymore, You got to be a right? macho man. So Monday morning, like I know it's coming. I didn't sleep good Sunday. I wake up Monday. I have to get him up early. I get him dressed. Take the world's most handsome photograph of him so I can post to social media. I don't Think I saw it. It was uh, it was last week Monday. I think that I posted on. That.
1: Oh no, no, no! I did, I did yeah, see that. Yeah, thought
2: yeah. yeah. little thumbs up and a grin. Yeah, and. I, we had spent days talking to him about this daycare. And, yep. Like, you're gonna go. You're gonna play with new friends. You're gonna play games. Have so and, much fun. And yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, like you're gonna love it. And inside, I'm trying not to like, cry myself while telling yep. him that, hey, you need to be, you know, a big boy. And so Monday morning comes, and I drive him down the road, and I'm already like, I'm fighting. I can feel it yeah. in my throat as I pull Your into the driveway. Lip is quiver. And so I get him out of the car get him out of the car. So it was a little damp that day. It was rainy and I set him down. And as I take a step back to close the door, I step on his shoe and he falls face first on the pavement. <laughs> so he's bawling. Yep. He's got uh, a big scrape on his lip with blood.
1: Yeah. You tell him to suck it up and point at the door and be like, dad has got to go to work now.
2: Blood on his finger. I lift him up. I'm now in a driveway. My son tears rolling down his eyes and blood. I'm crying because I'm apologizing.
1: Like this is, the, it couldn't have started worse. No, no, no. it's a, I mean, the, the only way it could be worse is if, you know, the, the daycare worker comes outside and Reed says, you know, daddy hits me. Yep.
2: yep. Daddy <laughs> smacked me in the head with the door, you know, and I'm said, t- no, no, no. So I, you know, I, I sit out there with him for a few minutes. I check him up and down, make sure there's mm-hmm. no other visible damage. So,
1: everything's good Everything, just you know, a little little scrape
2: yep we walk inside he's obviously in a fragile spot walk inside i take shoes off his shoes off my shoes off We start walking downstairs because that's where the daycare mm-hmm. faced out get down there and i'm like okay this is not gonna work i'm not gonna be able to do this mm-hmm. there's like two other kids there one other kid and then the the person who runs the daycare and I, I don't know the the right way to do it, right? What do you do? Yeah. Do you do an assimilation process where you stay and then you slowly back away? Right. Do you, do you, or do you
1: just you cut do the you cord? drop down and say, hey, go play?
2: I don't know. I, and I'm sure five people would tell you five different things.
1: Yep. So it's all a matter of what works I for you. I walk around
2: and we're looking at the toys. We're looking at this. We're looking at that. I'm trying to, you know, kind of ease them into it and mm-hmm. look at the clock. I'm like, all right, well, it's. It's time. Gotta go. I've gotta go to work. So I kneel down and say, all right, Reed, daddy's gotta go to work. Daddy's gotta go to work. No, go work. Mm. And runs to me. And in the nearly three years of his life, I don't think has gripped me as hard as he did this time. So he's got (sighs) arms wrapped around me. Head on my shoulder, facing away. Yeah. He's nervous.
1: Yep. Probably terrified.
2: I now just have tears rolling down my face, facing away from him. But I'm at the point now where I don't, I can't let him see this. Yeah. If he sees me crying, what's he going to do? Yep. He's going to be more terrified than anything. Yep. Well, what, why is he? Well, answering? if he's scared. Yes. Then, is he leaving yeah. me in this place for, you know, is it bad? No. I think the person running the daycare can see that I'm sure. not handling this. It ain't well. their
1: first rodeo. They know.
2: Goes, hey, Reed, why don't I come play you the like uh, or show you this book or we go play this music toy, whatever. Yep. And trying to create I have, a
1: create a diversion.
2: Yeah, he goes, hey, come take my hand. So Reed starts to turn around, and I'm like, this is it. If I don't do it, I'm not leaving. I'm gonna be calling to work saying I'm not coming in today. Yeah. Picking my kid up and or ever storming off. And I'll, yeah, I actually joked with Katie this week one night. Maybe I should just become a stay at home dad because <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. And he turns away and I bolt. I bolt up the stairs because at this point there's, if he sees me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lost cause. Right, yeah. So I walk upstairs. I put my shoes back on. I walk out the front door. I barely make it to my car and I'm just melting down. I'm like him. Yeah. Yeah the three-year-old sure when something goes slightly inconvenient it's... for him except this one was my son being ripped away from my love yeah you know it's obviously hmm. very different so i'm it, it was about the first five minutes of my car ride i'm just blubbering like a baby in the car on my way to work you know i might i'd have been better served just really leaning into it and turning on cats in the cradle to <laughs> and just assuming i am never going to see more him blue again and the man in the moon because in that point in my mind i was going to go pick him up or whoever's going to pick him up that day who are you
1: right yeah he obviously he has forgotten who you are you're not dada the the daycare workers that's the new dada yep and mama yep yeah i i can't say that i'm going to be any different when the the day that 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 comes for us. I'll I don't know you. if we're ever going to be doing uh I'm not sure if, if daycare is going to be something that we're going to do or if it's just you, it first, school. first day of
2: school. Just as um, how, like it, there's no yeah. there's no way around it. Those milestones come and I'm not saying yeah. anything that parents don't already know. Uh all I'm saying is that having experienced that firsthand now myself. My god. So how the many days
1: has he has he gone? One couple days. I think
2: he's gone I brought. I only brought him the one day, the first week, I think, or maybe it was. You no, know, Katie ended up bringing him a couple other times. But how did he do? Home.
1: How did he do when Katie dropped him off? Same.
2: Same thing. Same. So he. Um,
1: now, how he did reached they out
2: for advice? And it, the 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 daycare recommended, like, just so you know, this is not one. It's not out of the normal. Two. I've encountered much much worse in terms of you know separation anxiety, separation. And, yeah. Three, the only advice would be when you come in, sit him in the chair where, you know, wherever he wants to sit, say goodbye, give him a kiss on the forehead whatever, and just leave. Mm -hmm. And the more they glean from the process of it's longer and no, we don't want to let go. Mm -hmm. They don't want to let go. It only makes it worse. It only but makes it makes you harder. feel terrible. It, it makes does. you it
1: makes you feel because you're inadequate.
2: Know. You're you yeah. feel inadequate at that
1: point. Well it's like when you put your kid to bed. You don't just take him into their room, put him in their bed and say, See ya. You know? This is how it's... stupid
2: it was because I knew that hey, obviously nap is gonna be different at this new place. Yeah. And for nap time for us we do similar to nighttime. We read two books, you know, he'll have some, some milk before if he wants it. Talk to him while he lays in bed for a minute. Uh-uh, that, mm. that's going bye-bye for nap time. So a couple of weeks ago, we just, you know, I thought, hey, let's, for nap time, let's try to do the rip the Band-Aid off method where we bring them in the room, you know, lay them in bed and say, okay, we need you to sleep good and see you in a few hours and then just go. Mm. And it's where that worked okay. Yeah. But the first time I did it, I'm at home. I'm 20 feet away in one thin door. Right. Yeah. You and still I feel... put him in there and he's, I hear him as I get up to walk away, like read book, read book. And I'm like, I'm fighting tears. Right. I knew from that point it was not going to go well yeah. for me to drop him off at daycare. So Steve, steal yourself for mm-hmm. years down the road, a couple of years down the road. One of the more difficult things I've mm-hmm. had to do was... Drop him off at a house 100 yards from my house. Yeah. No, granted, I wasn't yeah. 100 yards from my house. Now, I was going to work, but still.
1: Now, how did he do throughout the day, That they did they say?
2: Yeah, so I forced Katie to message them about four times uh, <laughs> to see how he was doing. Naturally. And, and he yeah. was probably fine. Came back that, you know, a few times he kind of looked around and realized that mom and dad weren't there anymore. Yeah. Dad wasn't there and had a few tears. Yep. But for the most part. Was okay. Yeah. And he's going to be, he's going to be perfectly fine. Yeah. I'm getting a text message on his third day there. Katie had dropped him off and the mom and the dad kind of do it together. And the mom was there and Katie is dropping off. So the day before the mother, he was, Reed was crying a little bit and because we weren't there trying to calm him down. And he looked at her and said, Reed want to be big boy. <laughs> And I'm like, i just reading that message, oh my I'm at gosh. work, and I'm thinking, uh, what? How am I supposed to stay at work right yeah, now? Like, yeah. Get me on the highway right. to pick him up and hold yeah, him yeah. until he's 30. Yeah. Because I think that's the new uh, cutoff for me, is he 30? needs to be 30 before I'm willing to let go. Oh, my God, that is
1: crushing.
2: Devastating, Steve. Uh, so, uh, to parents who have done this and who do this and um How are now listening you? to me and maybe they're not remembering it that same way or maybe they're looking at me and saying you're uh you're being overly dramatic about it maybe maybe i don't think you are though i but, don't think uh, you are i I'm think that
1: i think that what you're talking about every parent has gone through oh uh, every God, parent Steve. who's who's done daycare has experienced
2: so hard uh, man.
1: yeah it's it, but i mean yeah it's terrible but you know that ultimately this is what you need to do. Yes, and they're going to be. He's going to be perfectly fine. And you're teaching him independence, and he's gonna, you know, he he's gonna benefit from all of this. But in the moment, oh god, that was like when we did sleep training with with Evelyn, and we had to, you know, we were, she was almost a year old, and we were still rocking her to sleep every night, only because we didn't know that we were supposed to do any different. And then it was like one day, Annette read something. And she's like. Oh, I think that we should be sleep training her. I don't think that we should still be rocking her to sleep every night. Like, and we had overshot that by months.
2: Those are weird things you miss. That yeah. you don't realize like oh, and granted, no book or no internet yeah. mommy blog is is a hundred percent correct. Sure, I think the the approach I've taken is everybody parent however you think you need to parent. Yeah, whatever works for you or whatever you think is best. So the idea for me to get read with other kids, and I'll grant he's great with other kids, whether it's on the playground or wherever, he's great. But to get him with other kids and to get him in a group where he's not the 100% focus of attention, mm-hmm. like he is with my mom and my mother-in-law. and always yeah. getting like, hey, if we're at the store, he's going to get a treat or candy or get this for lunch. I think it's important for him to start to realize you're going to be in groups. You're not yeah. always the focus of attention. You need to learn how to interact with others. And it helps, right? I mean, kids need that. That's how they learn. Until they learn, yep. Whether it's vocabulary, whether it's activities, yeah, they learn by being around other yeah. kids. So Ugh. I think it's important. Yet it was, I dreaded every moment before it. I dreaded it during it. And I hated it afterwards. I don't blame so, you.
1: I would dread that every day for at least the first six months. Oh I think.
2: Yeah, I don't know when I'll be okay with it. And now you'll I,
1: be okay with it when he's okay with it. When I think right? when. When you get there and you can see that, like, oh, he's excited because they're going to do arts and crafts today yeah. or they're going to you know, do whatever today. He's going to – you'll get to a point where you guys get there and he'll run down the steps and he'll sit down at his little arts and crafts table or whatever it is and he'll just yeah. start doing things and be like, thanks, Dad. See you later. You know? It's going to be uh, – it'll probably be a little bit, but
2: – Parenting, huh?
1: Parenting, who, right? Who,
2: who knew it wasn't uh, the easiest uh, thing in the world?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: you get in uh, you get in these roles where you think, hey, we have this routine. It's nice. And I got this figured out you know, all... whether you upend it by choice or it's upended against Ugh. your will.
1: It uh, things change. We think back about that stuff all the time. Like, we will I mean, granted, our daughter's only two years old, but I can't tell you how many conversations we've had when, where we've been like, man, remember the blah, blah, blah phase? remember how we thought that like, Oh man, we got this all figured out. This is going to be simple. And then you realize that that phase lasts for three months or yeah. five months or yeah. whatever. It's constantly and then evolving. everything is completely different. That's why I'm terrified that if we decide to have a second child, it's going to be, well, I mean, we, like we do want to have a second child. That's yeah. already been decided whether or not it happens now or five years from now to be determined. But
0: yeah.
1: I'm, I already said to Annette, I was like, I know that everyone says that like, the second child is always easier because you have the context of the first child. I've forgotten everything. I've forgotten absolutely everything. I forgot how many diapers you changed and how many bottles I have to sit there and clean on a daily basis. And, oh, my God, I'm not ready for this.
2: Yeah. you.
1: Do you yeah. remember just how many um, how for what seemed like an eternity – you just had that thing to the side of the sink, the drying rack with all the freaking bottles on it and the little like all the scrubby brushes and everything like that just became ingrained in my brain. Like that's part of our house now.
2: Yeah, we were in such a routine that I would be almost ready with the warm water and soap yeah. and the brush for when Katie would come home from work. And, you know, at that point, it was pumping at work and stuff. Yeah. And so I would have bottles i have to transfer to bags i'd have the bags dated and yep. ready to go I, it was a routine we still to... have
1: some of them in our freezer yeah. which i'm confident are no good Don't anymore think you're
2: supposed to use those at this point. no 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 ah, next kid yeah it'll be fine right deep freeze <laughs> yeah it, i think you get set and then you have that second kid and it's you're right back in that yeah horrifying world of not knowing anything yep. so um, yeah i just wanted to forewarn you yeah for uh, again it's it's a while for you down yeah. the road as you undergo a, a bit of a change as well but yeah um, yeah
1: things are things are changing
2: up. Oof, that was a that was a very hard nice, week for
1: me nice punch in the gut i bet yeah, a
2: very hard week that hopefully is the hardest of them and will only get easier as along. Yeah.
1: Well well. hey we're about 20 seconds away from losing robert Wrap do up. you still want to do the uh nah, pump it ready. next week ready sounds good i think we've
2: of the last ten Fast Fives we've prepared, we've probably done one. Yeah. I just keep mine. I'm not changing a word, and we're doing Me too. it next week. Me next too. week, Steve. Fast Five, that's the A-bit.
1: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Steve and Kyle. Maybe we'll get to those polls next week. We... good, good Do yeah, You want to give a quick week. recap of what we have posted? For this week? Yeah. Uh,
2: for this week, we're going to have to have you answer, has there ever been a quote-unquote bone about it? Are you a gulper or a slurper? Yes or no. <laughs> Are slurpers also front yard parkers? Yes. Do you have to wait ten for 10 years of friendship to break the soup wall?
1: Man, that happened within the last one hour, and I don't remember the context.
2: Does the wind have to be just right to hear the cries of the spirits of the drywall? That'll, I remember that one. <laughs> assuredly will be a number one seed. In 2022's March bracket badness poll bracket, poll badness, poll badness. I think we called it. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Uh, again, those are just on Twitter because Facebook still working on those still
1: bugs. still getting it figured out.
2: Still working on those bugs. Uh, 16 to 18 years into existence, yeah. they'll figure it out.
1: All right, we'll talk to you next week. See ya.